Howdy and welcome to the FPL Jingle, this time with actual real football to talk about, which is excellent. Steve, uh, did you enjoy the opening weekend? Yeah, I did. Uh, as a fantasy owner or as an Arsenal fan, it was an enjoyable weekend all around. Yeah, you had a good fantasy weekend and uh, as an Arsenal fan. Um, so I presume you dropped Jesus. No, I kept Jesus in. Uh, I kept Jesus but in. But he didn't score us, but I, but, but I had Ben White and Martinelli. Well, that's that, that's also nice. Um, so not knee-jerk United just yet for Steve. No, not quite. Although you know uh, that performance against Brentford, like you know, really, really has me hovering over the wild card button. You know. And any other real life stories for Steve before we delve into the inaugural week? No, honestly, very boring now after the last weekend. Uh, no real news to talk about. To be honest, it was just solely focused on the football. It was all football, all the time. Manchester United returned to Aston Villa for a game of football to determine the victors, for this year at least, and indeed at most. Uh, yeah, fantastic. What did I do? I went cycling, and as I was just telling you, I went to the, the hair transplant clinic. But, like, they didn't... I thought they'd just do it, but they didn't, so... <laughs> Turns out it's a bit more expensive than you thought they might be. <laughs> I thought they might do it for. I thought they'd like take uh, Salah as a trade, and it might <laughs> might sort me out. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like what they were getting back in that trade, oh. and they're like, "Nah, man." Is it no? Is it, is it no? You're more like man, man. I was like, "Oh, fuck off." <laughs> 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 okay. Anyways, moving oh. on from my depressing hairline. At least you're not Rob Holding, anyway. Uh, well, soon will be. He, he's he's, <laughs> he's totally recovered. Have you seen his hairline? It's gorgeous. Yeah, he's great head of hair now. But I mean, like you know, I was talking about beforehand. Oh uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite there. Not quite there. Uh, give me, give me a year. I used to think that losing my hair was as inevitable as the tides. Then I found out about Demoxinil. Hair, hair, just like everybody else. <laughs> anyway. Uh, fantasy football uh, great to have it back and like such a great weekend I think everyone I know scored ridiculously high uh, a lot of the bankers came in so uh, we'll start with you Steve you got like if you get this score all year 65 you'll be very fucking happy yeah um, 65 pretty high score considering that a lot of my team didn't return uh, so I had Ward who uh, conceded to so Neil got one Trent got one Perisic come on as a sub got one Ben White got five Cancelo got seven uh, Salah got 24 because I had him captain Mara's one Diaz two Martinelli eight Jesus two Haaland 13 so like that's what one two three uh, four players there on one point so, you know, if I can somehow manage to get average this, yeah, like you said, I'd be very happy for the year. Yeah, uh, any picks that you 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 told yourself not to make or to make that you're disappointed with? Um, no, not really. Um, I think for the I think I'm annoyed at myself at Mara's a little bit because I I and I still am because I think Grealish had another poor game. That's two games in a row now, Community Shield and. Um, this game against West Ham where he has played pretty poorly and Foden's actually done pretty well. So I imagine for the game coming up this weekend, maybe Foden goes over to the left and Mahrez comes in at the right, or at least that's what I'm hoping for anyway. A um, little bit disappointed in Perisic because I thought he'd, he started the last couple of games, so I thought he'd at least start this, maybe come off after 60 or something, but the uh, the inverse happened. 
and he came on at about 60 70 minutes and did nothing really so potentially looking at maybe seeing if i can get a perisic replacement for this weekend i already have i've changed perisic on uh, sunday night was it oh yeah sunday just after the games are over i already got rid of because you were afraid of uh, price bumps i was and i want to talk about price bumps later on but um Ah, uh, yeah. Look, you you just don't want him. Like his his replacement scored a goal and had another one chalked off. So you you, you just can't rely on on that player then to play ninety minutes or at least sixty regularly. I, I think so. He was straight out of my basket. Yeah, fair, fair. Do you want to run us through your team? Seeing as we're already kind of talking about it. Yeah, I I got seven more points than you, Stephen. So a green arrow for Owen Kahn that way puts me at a rank of one million out of approximately nine million players, I think, at the moment. Get in there! Well done, he's thirteen. So that's very impressive. Okay, picking yourself up, talking a big game after one game week. Nice to see. I mean, I basically have two weeks worth of scoring done here. Yeah, just anyway, just take it easy this week, Owen. Don't even set your team. Uh, it seems like I don't even need to. It seems this game so high. I also have the double Leicester goalkeepers. I'm okay with that. Whatever points they'll get clean later on. James Walker Cancelo returned for me. Martinelli and Salah returned, and Haaland returned for a total of 72. If I get that all year, I'll be fucking delighted. Um, yeah. So one knee jerk i could make would be diaz to kubazewski and i don't think that makes any sense i reckon diaz actually had like very good opportunities for, for goals so he'll, he'll be staying in that team for um just a delightful week yeah yeah no it's it's very nice all right the double city defenders really did you a solid there um i was thinking i might try and do something similar with the uh, cancelo and walker but i realized i mara's in so can't do that so i have to try and think of something else now Maybe we'll we'll talk about that when we're going through the matchups. Yeah, we'll we'll do that then. Uh, will we look at how our spicy boys and bankers and such go? Yeah, we can do. So I think our three, uh, in no particular order, were Salah, Son, and Kevin De Bruyne. And obviously Salah returned in spades. Uh, Son uh, blanked, which was unusual in a four-one win against Southampton. You would have fancied him to get something, uh, maybe an assist at least. Uh, De Bruyne returned with a lovely assist for Haaland's second goal in the West Ham game. And then uh, our two outside uh, picks uh, both returned, which was nice. Uh, you had Darwin Nunes coming off the bench, and he got a goal and an assist against Fulham. And, I mean, uh, yeah, like there were a goal and an assist, but, I mean, did he mean them? Maybe. Maybe <laughs> not. Uh, debatable, to say the least. And... Uh, I had Vardy, who got an assist for uh, Dewsbury Hall, who, who, in fairness, it was a great strike from outside the box. Vardy didn't really do much, but hey, it's a, it's an, it's a fantasy assist, so I'll take it. So, you know, uh, four, four no, out of five, was, uh, like, not too bad. An absolute constomper there from Dewsbury Hall. Uh, and Son was unlucky, like, well, uh, was he? Probably not. Um, the own goal from Gwehi, Son had the assist to... That was, that. that was, no, that was, if it was Gwehi that you're talking about, the Crystal Palace game when Saka hit the shot. Oh. I, I, I thought someone was close on an assist. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, no, Gwehi I, I, doesn't I, play for Southampton, so. <laughs> no, 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 I'm totally, totally <laughs> off, so. That's uh, probably, it, we probably bamboozled them, folks. I 
metric system is the tool of the devil. My car gets 40 rods to the hog's head, and that's the way I like it. Uh, that's how we got on, and we will take a look at the results from the weekend coming up. The results from Game Week 1 of the English Premier League. Uh, the curtain raiser, Arsenal beat Palace 2-0, very convincingly. Uh, Liverpool drew with Fulham 2-2. Bournemouth beat Villa 2-0, maybe the shock result of the weekend. Newcastle beat Forest 2-0. Spurs beat the Saints 4-1. Leeds beat Wolves 4-1. Oh, not 4-1 also. Chelsea got a penalty to scrape by Everton. Uh, Brentford and Leicester had a 2-all draw. Brighton trounced Man United 2-1. And City beat West Ham. Holland, amazingly, when you put the best striker on the best team in the world, turns out they get goals. So uh, did, did you get a chance to look at Holland, yeah, Steve? Yeah, I was watching the game live. Um, it was... How do I describe this? It was, this? it was a game in which City weren't very impressive, but it didn't really matter because Holland was... like. Their City are kind of adapting their game to him a little bit in that they know that he loves to run in behind teams where City never really had a player who would really do that before. So they've had to adapt it a little bit. But, I mean, you can already see that it's starting to pay dividends. Gundogan has a lovely uh, spin move to kind of get away from the press and then he plays a lovely through ball in between the centre-back and the full-back into Haaland who, who gets through and uh, the replacement goalkeeper Ariola brings him down and he converts the penalty very coolly but I mean the second goal was the more impressive one uh, De Bruyne playing an absolute precision ball uh, perfect weight on it and he comes on to it uh, with, takes the first touch with the right but it, it 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 was crazy it was like he never looked like missing I never thought he was going to miss he just opened up the body with the left and, and left foot uh, side foot into the far corner and it was very reminiscent of like uh, uh, the great strikers you'd see in the Premier League in the past so and I know that that comparison was made by the pundits after the game and I think maybe it is bitter. It's bit early days of saying he could start breaking their records. But I mean, geez, uh, for a guy that tall, with that strong, with that fast, like the Premier League is really in for it. Yeah, I, I thought the, the skill really on show was yeah. acceleration uh, for both goals. Like it's uh, those balls get played a lot. Phrasing. Boom. And uh, Helland is able to get on them. Uh, you often see those goals over the line, or the keeper claims them. But uh, Holland's like didn't didn't get two poxy goals or anything. He had the acceleration and the skills to yeah. get on the ball and had the decision making. Even that you mentioned, like the way he shaped his body, you, like a lot of players might have just chanced yeah. in that with their right. Even a left footer probably wouldn't have got their body around the ball to hit it right. We, we don't we don't need to talk about <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i i know and i wasn't planning to for much longer i was only just gonna i was only yeah. just gonna say then it was it was interesting you know city are kind of playing their same shape with the two center backs and uh sitting deep and then you have the three in the midfield with that being walker and cancelo and then Rodri, and then you basically have a five pressing up um what was interesting as well was uh he went with Foden on the right and Grealish on the left Grealish kind of did again had a pretty poor game Foden, Foden did pretty well uh, but then when it came to substitutes he subbed on Julian Alvarez uh, ahead of Mares uh, in this game now if I'm reading too much into that maybe I am but 
I thought it was kind of telling that they they brought him on and then Mara's come on with like maybe five ten minutes to go uh, after him. Interesting, given that Mara has only just given a contract extension and probably told he'd be getting more game time this season. Maybe it's still early days. Uh, but just a few things to note there. I wouldn't be surprised if Foden goes out to the left and maybe Mara's comes in. Bernardo Silva as well uh, was a very late appear cameo appearance. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of speculation linking him with Barcelona, but. Uh, Barcelona have five days to register their squad for the Rayo Vallecano game at the weekend and they can't register any of their new signings so I mean I don't know where they're going to pull out 80 million euros to sign Bernardo Silva so and there's already talk of some of the, the financial deals that they've done to generate liquidity being a bit dodgy um, I won't go into that but yeah and then I suppose just yeah it's hard to see him yeah, yeah. and then just to touch on West uh, Ham briefly, I know yeah. I'll be quick. <laughs> um, it was it was a bit an, it was a bit mad how how anonymous uh, Jared Bowen was in this game. I know, but City again scra- just strangled the life out of the game. West Ham didn't really create a lot of chances, but Bowen didn't even really seem to get on the ball very much. So it'll be interesting to see how they go in their next fixture, uh, which I think is against Nottingham Forest. I, I'd expect a response from them. Uh, Antonio had a potential knock in this game. I think he came off after 57 minutes and Skamaka came on and he had a pretty decent header uh, attempt. He was offside now and Ederson did save it, but uh, he generated a lot of power and direction from it. Um, so he looks interesting. Um, maybe he comes in if Antonio is injured and it kind of changes the way that team play a bit. Yeah, I saw Antonio come down and kind of jar his knee there, and he, he was already taped up, so that looked yeah. pretty pretty worrying, and then it took him off injured as well. I mean, that's always a trouble with Antonio. Usually when he's fit, he's a great fantasy asset, but um, we'll have to see what comes out of that. Um, Chelsea also suffering a number of injuries. Maybe we'll touch on that later. But as you say, Pep Roulette lives on. Uh, I'm sure many, many others were, were trapped in the Mara's trap and uh, we'll have some trouble getting out of it. Maybe he'll tell us (laughs) what you're going to do with your team later. Um, Just one other thing I wanted to mention about the week was uh, just how much joy Fulham had, and is there question marks around the Liverpool midfield because of that? I don't know if you spotted, like, Mitrovic's hold-up play looked absolutely outstanding, but is that because after Thiago went off and Liverpool's midfield was pretty... Lackluster and average. Uh, well, I think... were w- w- well able to go on the break. Um, Andreas had a great game. Mitrovic obviously had a great time. Deckard over Reed had a great day- game as well. Um, but Fulham shouldn't be doing this to Liverpool, I don't think. Look, I think the criticism people have had about Liverpool is that their midfield has always been very workmanlike. There's not a lot of flair and there's not a lot of like uh, go forward. And they usually just grind it out, like Henderson, Milner, like, you know, Fabinho. Fabinho is probably the most defensively solid out of all of them. So, you know, when Thiago, you were saying, when Thiago went off, did they lose something? They probably lost a bit of shape, all right. But, I mean, uh, Fabinho is probably the one that sits in front of the back two, or in front of the two centre-backs. So, it didn't really feel like a valid argument to make to me. Uh, they definitely did lose something in terms of passing range, but I don't think t- with Thiago on uh, off the field. But I don't think he particularly had a very good game, so I don't really think that was much of a factor. Look, they're not going to come up against the the type of player the like Mitrovic every week, so uh, they won't have to concern themselves too much is, with it. But it is an area of concern. Uh, whether they 
will like you know adapt the way they play to try and combat that sort of thing in the future I, remains to be seen i don't really see klopp doing it i think it's the first game of the season they'll take the positives out of it and they'll probably just move on klopp said he's taken no positives out of it there are no positives but did a bit of a lampard in the interview i think um yeah. ah well he also claimed that the pitch was dry so i mean <laughs> You know, I, I wouldn't read into everything that Klopp says in the press being 100% true. Yeah, I, I heard uh, I heard someone say that, that, that uh, Liverpool and Fulham were playing on a dry pitch. I didn't understand that that was uh, the context. Uh, <laughs> what a fucking dipshit. Yeah, it was funny. Fulham, Fulham, after the game, tweeted out a picture of the pitch uh, being uh, uh, watered before the match and <laughs> saying, that, oh, yeah, very dry out there. Uh, ridiculous um, but yeah I think the Liverpool forwards remain fantastic assets to have they were ridiculously threatening Diaz and Nunez in particular obviously Salah all those three are fantastic to have um, but yeah interesting to see how they get on with, 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 with what they let Fulham away with I suppose is, is my concern um, I think that's all we want to talk about in game week one Steve we'll, we'll kind of move on to game week two and what we're going to do Sounds good. If that's okay with you. It is. Let's go. Fixtures for game week two. Villa take on Everton. Southampton will play Leeds. Arsenal versus Leicester City. Brighton hosts Newcastle. Man City will surely trash Bournemouth. Wolves versus Fulham. Brentford versus Man United. In a very interesting fixture, I think. Uh, Nottingham Forest take on West Ham Chelsea and Tottenham will play against each other in any game of football and Liverpool will play Crystal Palace and Steve you picked up a few furrows that are of interest do you want to start on Arsenal? yeah sure I mean chronologically uh, it makes sense they're the earliest of the three we've picked so they're playing on the 3 o'clock on Saturday so you have an Arsenal side fresh off a, a win over Palace and Selhurst Park, um, going back to the Emirates for the first regular game of the season, high spirits. Uh, people will say that, you know, well, Jesus didn't return and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure people are already transferring him out in the hundreds of thousands. But look, I mean, he didn't return in one game week. I think everyone needs to chill out. Like everyone thought Haaland was a bust after he missed that tap-in in the Community Shield and he scored two goals. Now people are comparing him to... Henri and Shear and all the likes. So, just for your information, Steve, at the moment, Jesus is the second most transferred out player behind Kane. Uh, Two hundred thousand people got rid of him. <laughs> Almost six hundred thousand have got rid of Kane. Yeah, well, I mean, the lack of faith doesn't surprise me at all. Look, I think Jesus is going to start regularly in that team, and I think he's going to do bits. Uh, you could already see in the, in the game against Palace that you know what he brings to it. He, he's he's great off the ball in terms of pressed and winning back possession. But when he's on the ball. You know, he had that amazing run where he went through four or five Palace defenders and then set up Martinelli for what should have been a goal. He, he dragged it wide to the far right post and he really should have hit the target, uh, if not scored. And like, you know, he had another t- chance where he set up Odegaard, who again really should have, t- he t- tr- instead of trying to take the shot on, he, he tried to uh, lay it off with a, a clever back heel, but the defender read it and he really should have just taken a shot on. So, you know, he's creating uh, chances for others as well as himself. So uh, I really do think he's going to be good. Uh, Leicester, meanwhile, I think... There's no... Yeah, I, I, just to stick with Jesus for a second, I, I think there's no chance he's getting dropped. No way. I was just no, watching no the stats. Like, <laughs> he, 
he got a he got a, a 0.1 xg like which is really super low and probably talks about the working plays at the term or the interlinking play that he made um but i didn't want to gloss over odegaard's performance um odegaard was uh, offered a few shooting opportunities mm-hmm. and absolutely left them lacking. like you, you you kind of explained this to me before the season started that odegaard is not known for start for shooting his xg is very low um do you, should you expect that to continue like should we be, uh so i mean the obvious decision there is change Odegaard to Martinelli. Is is but is that the obvious? Decision? Yeah, I I probably would do that. Like if you if you have the money to do it, do it. Like I think Odegaard is a great guy for um making the pass for the assist. Uh, he obviously did score. I think like seven goals last season. But you know, some of them were like definite one on ones or easy moves to finish off. They weren't you know, the kind of tougher types of finishes where he kind of shies away from it. He did have a couple of shots on goal, I think, from outside the box, and, you know, he has got a good free kick on him. He had a, he had a free kick that went wide of the right post in the first, in the second half, I think. So he has got a decent shot on him when he decides to use it, but in that instance where Jesus set him up on the break, uh, having been 1-0 up in the second half, he looked afraid to take the shot on and just tried to pass it off, and obviously that was never the play there. He should have taken the shot, so... Uh, look, it wasn't a great game from him, but look, I think there needs to be a bit more of a, a sample size before making a, a clear judgment on him here. But I, if you can afford to do it, I think bringing Martinelli in is a smarter choice because I think he's the more threatening player. Yeah, um, yeah, good, good, good shout from before the season started, Steve. You you took Odegaard out of my team and gave me an extra six points in, or five points in Martinelli. You were going to move us on to Leicester. Yeah, I was just going to say like Leicester, uh, two 0 up. Um, uh, one goal in each half uh, against Brentford and they looked home and hosed and Brentford just dominated the game from that point on Ivan Tony got a very nice goal uh, ball played into him he holds off the defender well and, and uh, left foot finish from not that far out and then Josh De Silva comes on as a sub making probably one of his first Premier League appearances since like Brentford were in the Premier League he, had a, he was injured a lot last season ex-Arsenal Academy player that's kind of why I know a little bit about him but he had a, a lovely lovely finish into the uh, far left hand corner from the right hand side of the D and like Leicester just looked lost like it looked like they were a team that had a good starting 11 but nothing coming off the bench and it kind of felt like that anyway because yeah just just spotted one substitution yeah exactly I and I think that's Brendan Rodgers that's Brendan Rodgers fate uh showing that he doesn't have much faith in what's off the bench to perform to the same level to see out the game I think other managers would have brought on extra uh players to keep things fresh and keep uh dominating the opposition which they just weren't able to do um and he's he's talked Leicester so yeah like like Leicester seen yeah, like that's that's a super disappointing performance. I mean, like nice that they're nice that they got the two goals and, and looked in good position, but like they're they're starting this game with a back five. Um like, you know, as you mentioned, there's only the eleven on the field who are any good. Does this take away from Madison and Vardy, the two players that you'd actually have? Mm. No, I don't really think so. I, I didn't really impact them too much last season. They have Fafana back, so they're gonna be a bit more solid at the back. Like I think, I think what hap- what might we might see is that Dewsbury Hall might be getting a little bit more of Madison's uh, assists or goals because I think he's he's very much a similar type of player to Madison. 
you might see a little Madison's returns maybe dip a little bit because of that. But having said that, he did get an assist in this game from the corner for Castagna's and the opening goal. So look, it'd be interesting to see. But I mean, with Dewsbury Hall there and Barnes there, Vardy and Madison there, Vardy is going to get the service. Okay, I watched what was on from this game. I kind of forgot what section we were in. We just went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, I do want to end it on, yeah, Leicester beat Brent, or Drew and Brentford. Tony, Ivan Tony, good. I'm going to bring him in in draft and swap him for Bobby Firmino if I get him, hopefully. Even though I won my fucking game in the draft, so now I've, I've lost my draft. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll talk next about Brentford taking on Man United. Man United producing a stinker against Brighton. Uh, losing 2-1 uh, well, who was it? Pas- Pascal Gross with two goals against United yeah. embarrassingly enough they brought on Ronaldo in the 53rd despite his pre-season antics um, yeah, I, I, I'm staying well away yeah it, it's funny you say that it was a joke that they brought Ronaldo on but bringing the, the Ronaldo on was probably the thing that let them get back into the game and I'm not saying that it was Ronaldo was the difference but what was happening was Ericsson was asked to play as a false niner up top by himself and he that's just not his position so he often found himself having to drop deeper into midfield to get any sort of touch of the ball uh, which then meant that there was nobody threatening uh, the back four or the back five uh, yeah it was back five back five sorry to start with uh, for, Brighton. for Brighton, Brighton had a back five, yeah. yeah and then when Ronaldo came on then they, then they realised right okay we've got a recognised striker on the field here now he's going to want to push or, or you know put pressure on our centre backs and they went to a, a more uh, they went to a back four and they, they changed the system to match but I mean in that first half the United were completely lost they were trying to play out from the back they weren't able to there were no passing lanes available for the likes of Martinez or Maguire or De Gea uh, Fred was constantly get, uh, making bad passes or getting caught out in possession and they subbed him off for Ronaldo which was telling and yeah there's just a lot of, there's a lot of work on it going on at United there to try and sort that out and Hag's got a real job on his hands um, they're trying yeah. to make a couple more signings before the end of the window. I think that's going to be key. I think they have to get some bodies in there to help out. Uh, Brentford, meanwhile, you know, like look, they're they're we just talked about them. They're coming off that two uh, 0 comeback uh, against Leicester. Uh, Tony played well. The Silva did well off the bench. Um, you know, they look like they're kind of the the same team as last season. They're going to play nice attacking football and they're going to go at you. Uh, is that does that mean they're going to win all their games? No, but they're going to at least give you a stern test. Yeah, I, I think so. Like, you, you, you well back starting up top for Brighton and Hove Albion. He had a good game, too. Um, in fairness, yeah. But anything Welbeck can do, Ivan Tony can do 10 times better. Yeah. So, uh, uh, if, if Mbwemo or, I can't even think of the Brentford wingers, like, if they can profit off of Tony's play, uh, Absolutely, Brentford are going to get a result against Man United. Yeah, you'd fancy Tony uh, to to bully that centre back combo of Maguire, or, uh, Lisandro Martinez, or maybe they change it around a bit. But I mean, they were <laughs> Maguire was again. It 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 feels cliche to harp on about how bad he is, but there was a couple of instances there, especially for the second goal where he was just I don't know what he was thinking. He was trying to tell Martinez what to do when Martinez was the only one in the actual solid defensive position, and yeah. A lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Um, if 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 you've uh, got yourself a number of Man United assets, you you just gotta put it in reverse and put it in H. Back it up, Terry, because you're you're in trouble. Yeah, there's a couple of United fans in my draft league that. <laughs> 
very much bought the Ten Hag Kool-Aid and I don't know, we'll see how it goes for them now this season. They might be making a few waivers this week. We have a draft section and I do want to discuss Man United with that too. <laughs> uh, so then in Stamford Bridge, Chelsea got the unconvincing win over Everton there, but they're going to be playing Spurs and as a Chelsea fan, I'm absolutely fucking rattled by this. I think we're in big trouble. Yeah, we didn't have to wait long for the first game of, uh, sorry, for the first top six game of the season, like game week two, and it's arguably coming at a great time for one and a terrible time for another. Uh, Spurs, fresh off that 4-1 win against Southampton, looked fairly impressive, even after the early scare. And Chelsea, meanwhile, you know, there's there's obviously the, the you know, the three centre-backs with a combined age of 100, and uh, it, looks like, it looks like Werner is out the door, and... Um, Cudson Adoy might not be too far behind him. Sterling didn't really impress that much in this game. Havertz didn't look impressive. The whole Chelsea team didn't really look that impressive. Uh, they they were doing the set thing from a corner where they were trying to hit the man at the near post, but they tried it so many times in a row that Everton just copped on very early. And I I, I could see at one stage Tuchel was going mad because they weren't even getting the ball into the box then from corners at one stage. So th- there's definitely some some work that needs to be done to get that that Chelsea team going again. But you know they they got the win thanks to a, a an absolute blunder from Decore. Yeah, absolutely. Um, lots of things to be worried about uh, as a Chelsea fan here. Koulibaly coming off with a knock. Thiago Silva uh, just you know got cramp in his hamstring. He was down. Aspilicueta was also down with cramp. Chilwell was subbed in the 65th for Loftus Cheek to come in and play it. They've made a few changes, and he was playing at right wing back. Um, was it not? Um, was it not Pulisic that came on, and La- and Re- Reece James went out to the left as a left wing back, and and Pulisic was the right wing back. Uh, I think I think Reece or Reece went to the left. Yeah. After no, was that after Kukurea came on for Koulibaly? Uh, didn't uh, no? Uh, didn't maybe Reece was off. Maybe Reece come in as a left sided centre back. He did. He did. Yeah. He did. Um. But yeah, basically, like already, all that amount of confusion in the Chelsea defense yeah. <laughs> is uh, not particularly exciting. Nice to see Conor Gallagher get a, a cameo. Um, I, I, uh, I mean, clean sheet for Chelsea, just about. But I feel like they're going to get rolled by or by Tottenham. Yeah, on Sunday, it's it's a tough one because. That front three, I know Kane and Son didn't score, but that front three looked locked in. Like Kulusevski was was brilliant against Southampton, and yeah, they still rode their luck a little bit. Spurs, like Romero, had a challenge there that I think could have very much been a red card, but it ended up being no card because he ended up not even getting a yellow for it. Don't know why, but like you say, there like the the Chelsea front three just isn't really gelling, and it's. It's tough to see where the goals are going to come from, uh, especially in this game where you feel the Spurs get one, Chelsea are going to like if if Spurs get two, like I, I struggle to see where Chelsea are getting two goals from. Maybe one, but two, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like Chelsea have talented forwards, but the they don't have a Kevin De Bruyne, a Gundogan, or a Bernardo Silva to play that ball between the the fullback and the centre back, or you know that that true ball just. You, like that ball that the likes of Werner would profit from doesn't really get played because of the amount of dominance Chelsea have in the ball yeah. and, and the team they're playing against playing in a low block 
and probably the lack of attitude and, and maybe, well, maybe the, I, the keenness to hold on to possession. Yeah, and I think that's uh, down to the way Tuchel wants to play. Like, he plays with the, yeah. the fullbacks wide and then, you know, likes to put width on it that way and, and the fullbacks are very attacking. And then by doing that, then you're not really giving much onus to your midfield. Like, the, the midfield is very workmanlike in Jorginho and Kante or Kovacic or... Uh, Ruben Loftus cheek. They're not, yeah. They're like you said. They're not these guys that play these forward progressive passes. They recycle the ball and get it to the wing backs, or they get it to mount or someone who can do a bit more cre- uh, creative with it. But th- yeah, that that's not what really what their, their setup is about. Is is getting those balls in behind, which again you probably alluded to is that is what Werner was good at, especially at Leipzig, and that's what they they really thrived on. So yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but those are the games we wanted to talk about in game week two. Uh, so we'll discuss some changes we're going to make. We got some bankers and spicy boy coming up, and a short little segment about our own draft. All coming up after this commercial break. Part three of the FPL jingle. This time we're going to reveal. Our three bankers and spicy boys for the week ahead. We're going to reveal our teams as well, what, what changes we're going to make, our first changes of the year, and we're going to discuss the draft very briefly, how we get on with our teams and some annoyances that I want to clear. Anyway, yeah. uh, Steve, you've picked out three bankers. Uh, yeah, uh, okay. I was going to say like we, but yeah, I guess you've singled me out now. So yeah, I've picked out three bankers, so... Again, in no particular order. Just, it, it, I'll take the, the credit, but none of the blame. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Uh, Haaland, Salah, and Kevin De Bruyne. Haaland and, uh, and Kevin De Bruyne, for obvious reasons, that they're playing Bournemouth at home, and they've already linked up for that uh, that goal uh, already. So, you know, it kind of seems like they're on each other's wavelength a little bit at the moment. And, and Salah, because... Uh, Liverpool are at Anfield. Uh, they're playing Palace on Monday Night Football, and it just seems like a place that they they don't well. They just never lose there, and Salah usually performs pretty well. So that's those are the three that I've gone for in terms of our bankers. Nothing too out of the ordinary there. Jesus and Nunez with uh, honorary mentions. Um, I think they're also going to have a big week. Yeah, well, I mean, I I'm I'm an Arsenal fan, so maybe I'm a bit biased, but I think Jesus is. Uh, preseason form isn't wasn't complete like luck. Uh, I fancy him to get off the mark against Leicester and Nunes after playing so well in that game against Fulham. Well, I say playing so well, it was a little bit dodgy how it happened, but he causes so much chaos whenever he's on the field that I wouldn't be surprised to see him start or if not come on at an early stage in this game so they were kind of two that i was debating whether to put in, but ultimately decided to go with probably the more reliable of the of the players. It just made me think of a change I might make, but I'll discuss that when we're talking about our teams later. Um, then in the Spicy Boys section, uh, he was already mentioned in the middle of the pod. I'm going to pick Ivan Tony against Man United. I reckon he's going to do a bit of a welle against them. Uh, I think Man United are shit. I think Brentford are okay as much as Brighton there. And I think uh, he might get a return there. How crazy is that that you're is. picking up a player purely because they're playing United? Or well, not almost purely, but you know. Yeah, it is. It is ludicrous. I've got to pick him up in draft as well. Um, uh, over Bobby for me. So you're going to take the four point yeah, Are you like, bring in Tony as well? Oh no, no, no! Sorry, in draft. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll separate my sections in future. See, sorry, <laughs> <Yeah>. bastard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, to your comment, like um, 
picking a player based on them, based on the fact that they're playing Man United as if it was a Bournemouth or a or a Norwich, is interesting. I mean, like the decline of Man United is is very obvious. I, it would be interesting to see him fall to a tenth or twelfth one of these years and just see, like you know, will there ever be a, a restart? Maybe not. No, probably not. But, uh, anyways, you're a spicy boy, Steve. Yeah, I'm gone for Jared Bowen. Um, I know we were talking about it earlier in the episode, or I was anyway, that the game they had against City was fairly boring and he didn't really get on the ball, but they're coming up against Nottingham Forest side who haven't watched the game against Newcastle. They pretty much defended for the full 90 minutes. They didn't really get a chance to, to have much possession and pretty much dominated the whole game. So it's a good chance for Jarrett to kind of get off the mark and for West Ham to get off the mark. They'll definitely be looking to get something out of this game. So that's who I've gone for. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. I kind of forgot about my Callum Wilson goal in the draft as well. But I'll, I'll leave that in the draft section. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so then uh, uh, wholesale changes in your team this week, Steve. You're taking hits. What are you doing? I debated it for a moment, but I, I think I'm, gonna, I'm not going to bother. I, Wild I, uh, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm debating getting Perisic out of the team and replacing him with someone. And then maybe someone, he's five and a half, so maybe get in someone who's five just for a week. And then maybe have a look at uh, someone for the following week. Or what I might even do is I might just leave and leave him in for a week, not change anything, and then I have two transfers next week, and that way I can maybe get rid of Mares and Perisic, bring in Walker, and get someone else in the midfield, maybe upgrade Mares a little bit because I'd have that extra half mil, you know. Uh, absolutely. And would you not be tempted to make the Walker move this week? I can't because I have Cancelo, Mares, and Haaland. So if I was to oh, do that, yeah, I'd have to take the hit. So. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Perisic is really, really falling down the pecking order in all of our eyes. After I mean, I'm, even, I'm even debating on do I do I start Andres Pereira, you know, ahead of Perisic over Perisic. You know, they're Fulham they're playing they're playing Wolves on. and Fulham didn't play that bad. You know, uh, I because like you don't want another one pointer from Perisic. Uh, there's no guarantee he's going to start. Yeah, but but. Uh, I, I do think Andreas's ceiling is two points, so maybe you're better off with Perisic. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I'll consider it anyway, but that's kind of what I'm thinking at the moment anyway. Potentially hold on uh, for yeah. next week and make a double change. What about your team, Owen? Well, you've already kind of mentioned that you've you've made the change to your team, Perisic out. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was on social media and I saw something about like price changes and I was like, oh, fuck, get Perisic out straight away. Yeah. Uh, at the time, I was thinking about bringing in Zinchenko, but then um, I, I was like thinking about Tierney and, and what exactly is going to happen. Like maybe, maybe Tierney comes in and Zinchenko moves into midfield. Maybe he still plays. But I think there's a question mark. So I went with Saliba. Yeah, no, I think uh, that's so a, yeah. I think that's a solid idea, Owen. Saliba's only 4.5 and he had a man of the match performance. So he's not going anywhere in that team anytime soon. Yeah, I thought that made total sense. They're taking out Leicester. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll probably play him. He's, he, I think he'll just swap straight in for Perisic. Um, throughout the rest of the team, like you know, like when you just look at one week, I was like, oh, I'd like to go from Luis Diaz to Kulusevski, but no, let's let's not lose the runner. <laughs> exactly. I think but, that's uh, half the battle. Yeah. Owen really is is just not getting swept up in all the wholesale changes that social media is like. 
But uh, just just as we were discussing it there, you know, we were talking about Nunez and we were talking about Jesus. And I have Jesus, and I have one point five in the bank. Oh, so Nunez is very much an option. Oh, I have to change. I have to get rid of Luis Diaz. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I wish this was draft. <laughs> I, I would very much love to go Luis Diaz, Kulazewski, Jesus. <laughs> it's not draft, though, Nunez. is it? That's why we. That's why we yeah. did. Oh, yeah. lad, I tell you, yeah. it's so funny because you were so confident about not making any other changes, and now I've almost talked you into it by, like, I don't know, by accident. <laughs> And here we are. Like, <laughs> but I have one point five in the bank. It's burning a hole. It's burning a hole. It, well, it can burn a hole next yeah. week. That's all I'll say. No, I probably won't make any more changes. That's me for the week. Um, but yeah, uh, great, great start for the boys. Great. It'll be interesting to see will this mood be replicated throughout <laughs> the year. No, oh, that's the answer. <laughs> it will not. I think no, not. No, the misery uh, get, uh, the misery increases the longer the season goes on. There's a there's a correlation. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so then, um, I want to do a short segment on the draft. Uh, will we just shout out the teams that we got quickly and, and chat about them, yeah. and just whether we won or lost? I'll start with mine. I got Mendy in goals. Uh, lucky enough to get Cancelo Robertson in the back. Then I have Perisic and Dean as the other two starting defenders. Salah, Bowen, Kulusevski, Martinelli as a star-studded midfield. Didn't really get any forwards. Bobby, Wilson, and Bamford. My bench also has Ramiro, Sarah, and the want away Callum Hudson Adoy, which I'm very upset about. But I'm sure, I'm sure he'll come. <laughs> he'll come go to Southampton when he goes on loan there. Himself and Broge just be fucking living. <laughs> uh, did you get a decent team, Steve? I think not. <laughs> Lovely, nice one, good burn. Really got me there on nice. Um... <laughs> it's really is good. Yeah. <laughs> this is great banter. It really is. Great banter. Uh, yeah, so I got Allison, uh, Cancelo, uh, Chilwell, Target, Perisic, and Cresswell. So kind of a bit of mixed uh, back four. But by the time that I um, it came to, uh, by the time it came to the third round, I think uh, Cancelo, uh, Trent, Robertson, Van Dijk were all off the board. So I said I need to get some of that Liverpool defense. So I went for Allison. Midfield, uh, Kulusevski, uh, Bernardo, Coutinho, uh, Odegaard, and Zaha. I'm fairly happy with the midfield. Uh, Kulusevski, I think, is gonna is is class. I think uh, Bernardo will come good eventually. Coutinho is gonna start every game. Odegaard and Zaha likewise. And then the front three of Watkins, Kane, and Vardy. Fairly happy with the the front two of Kane and Vardy anyway. And Watkins is a a nice third to have there. So, uh, yeah, pretty happy with my team overall. Didn't really sound great in my eyes, but and you've got a poxy win too. Yeah, no surprise, no surprise pretty, there. Like pretty poxy win, pretty poxy win. Uh, well, I mean, it's better than your than your loss. So you know, I'll take my wins. Thanks. Uh, I had a nice win over Andy, and you had a nice loss over Connor. You were the highest scoring loser. Congratulations. Yeah, well, you know what? It's it's nice that uh, I've started to score high and going to go into the season <laughs> in a great vein of form. Uh, even if even if the current commissioner tried to sabotage my draft by telling people who to pick, but uh, I, I did not. I did not. I, such I, thing. I, I, can't I, I that. won't. Uh, I won't uh, go to too far in depth there. I'm going to be dropping Bobby and mm. picking up Tony, as I said. Um, I mean, might might just hold on to Hudson Adoy for the meme, just keep him. <laughs> but, <laughs> Do it for the volume. It's nice that Wilson and Bamford both uh, returned for me this week. Uh, any big changes in a uh, shit town? <laughs> 
and shit down. And your team, you mean? Yeah, sure. <laughs> this is great banter. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no changes for me. Um, I'm going to stick it out and see how it goes. Um, I, I'm, unlike uh, your league, uh, I, I don't have a Mark Gary who changed a third of his team before the f- first oh, game week even happened. Do you know what's even worse? Gary Fowley drafted seven Man United players. I know. I know. And you, what a ludicrous and decision. You wonder why... I don't know. I can't I can't justify it in any way whatsoever. I think I saw I saw Carl Connolly draft Martinez like and I said, Ooh, Emmy and he said no, Lissandro. I was like, Oh god, I don't like that. Uh not a fantastic pick. Yeah, good fun to have the draft back nicely playing with the lads and uh yep, nice absolutely. season underway. And that's gonna do it absolutely. for our first proper pod where we get to look at some real football. I uh, really enjoyed it. Any last words, Steve? Oh, yeah, it, it's great that the football's back. Bring it on. I just want more of it. Absolutely. I, I can't. I couldn't say it any better. You can follow us on Twitter. That's at the FPL Jingle. You can get us on our Discord as well. That'll be linked in the podcast description. Uh, coming up this Sunday, we're going to have a new website launched. On the website, Steve is going to be doing some blogging. I'm going to be putting together highlight clips. We'll kind of be chatting about this on Twitter as well. But uh, yeah, it's going to be bigger and better. We're going to be putting all our stuff on the website. Uh, so you can just get on over there and click some buttons and you know enjoy yourself. Uh, whilst you're not doing other things surfing on the web. Uh, that's going to do it for now. All the best. Bye now. Bye.